Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be joined by Wesley Schelling, long snapper for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Wesley recorded a touchdown on a muffed punt this past week against Florida. It is also Thanksgiving week, and we will be sharing our Thanksgiving must-haves. All that and more coming at you right now. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go! Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. Hey, keep your mouth shut, Fritzy! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit of teeth because you got thick skin. Reed, I wanted to let you know that it was shared with me that last week when I was out that the let's go at the end of your intro was lacking energy. <laughs> and I, li- I I went and immediately listened to the pod and and then I got a, I got a text. We, you and I both got a text from Caleb that said that you could be a jazz, smooth jazz radio host, like at the, like at nighttime. Are you, are you giving Delilah a run for her money? I will if the opportunity presents itself. Do I get a chance to argue on my behalf? Totally. Dad was sleeping in the next room. Okay. I was going to guess Blakely. But <laughs> she's upstairs. Tell dad to stay uh, up an extra 45 was, minutes. Well, he was watching. Um, he was, wa- let's see, when was it? It was Thursday. So he was watching the football game or he had the football game on. We were in there. I had put Blakely down. He was falling asleep. Um, so I was trying to, trying to be respectful. Got it. I realized as I kept going and I kind of felt myself, that was, hey, that was, Give me some credit. You crushed it. 35, 40 minutes of talking by yourself. Yes. I, is I always go back difficult. to, I always go back to Clay. We've had, we had him on the pod earlier on in his radio career. I used to listen to him on Fox Sports radio maybe eight were years you, ago. Were you in college? Yeah. No, no like, college. Six, like six years ago, probably five or six years ago. And he used to always talk about how hard it is. To do three hours of radio. Now, yeah. given it's about two hours live with at commercial breaks and stuff like that, two hours Monday through Friday. And that's just mind boggling. Like after doing a 35 minute podcast episode by myself where I did probably more extensive notes than I ever have with me and you just because it's less conversational. It's definitely challenging but i'm i'm yeah. glad i got through it i did get you know i appreciate your feedback you uh, i did it. hear i did hear from a few other people that said that i did a as daddy bob would put it a swell job mm. i appreciate it 
I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime soon. It's good to be back, and it's good to know that you're looking forward to the next time that I'm not on the pod well, with you. Well, that so. came off the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just saying, next time it happens... I can log off if you'd rather. I will be better prepared. Better prepared. You could log off right now, and I, I think I could do the fill-in because we uh, just got off with uh, Wes Schelling, long snapper for the Vanderbilt Commodore. So most of this episode is already recorded and spoken for, but... I will allow you to stay on. I feel like I we need to stay about on last weekend. I feel like I need to stay on because it is Thanksgiving week. And yes, it is. when this episode is gracing the ears of our listeners, hopefully gracing, it will be Turkey Day. And yes, will. You, you will be waking up bright eyed, bushy tailed, coffee in hand, ready to take on the Detroit Lions. We will get Absolutely. to that momentarily. Yes, we will. But I think first we need to address some Thanksgiving must-haves because I feel like this is a big debate on an annual basis, what should and what shouldn't be at the Thanksgiving dinner table. You give your three Thanksgiving must-haves, and then I will give mine. Number one, right from the top, turkey. Okay. Got to have turkey at Thanksgiving. It is a staple, obviously, of the holiday. Number two, and I'm going in reverse order, three being the most important item at my Thanksgiving table. Number two, sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top. Mm. Mm. That's a must. And the marshmallows have to be browned over. Not completely, but they got to be, give me a little char on there. Mm. Okay. Feel me? Yep. Feel me? We need a good sear. Number three. Number three, and for all the people that know me all too well listening to this podcast, you probably know what I'm going to say here. Number three, the most important thing at my Thanksgiving table, jellied cranberry sauce. Mm. I'm talking about you pop the can. It's still got the ridges in the you side of it. You pop the can. It's still got the red ridges, and you... You pop it on on your plate, and it just sits there, and it goes like this. For those of you listening and not watching on YouTube, I was just he was doing wiggling, the, the wiggling Jaylen, my he was doing the Jalen Waddle touchdown. Yes, thing. I was waddling. I was like, a, where it jiggles on your plate. Amazing. That's three yes. really strong. I can't wait have. to hear it and see if you have anything better. Yeah. So if I had a fourth, wait. Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa. Whoa. Okay, whoa. you go first. You go first, and then I have a fourth. Okay. Number one, must have is, and this is in order of importance. I don't know why you went backwards, but. Or suspense. Is, so, number one, thing. must have is, yeah, I'm, I'm not teasing this. <laughs> Sweet potato casserole. Now, number one. Number one, have to have okay. it. I'm not showing up if it's not there. Okay. Or I'm showing up and I'm bringing it with me. Sounds like the Michael Scott. If it's not there, I send it back. Send it back. <laughs> I love that we both knew exactly what you were talking about. Of course. Sweet potato casserole, but I'm going half marshmallow, half cinnamon sugar pecan crust. Uh one of my favorite one of my favorite spots to eat at on when we go on the road to different cities 
is Ruth's Chris, right? So when you play the when you play the Jets, go walk next door to the hotel, pl- go to Ruth's Chris, Ruth's Chris sweet potato casserole with the pecan cinnamon sugar cr- crust on top is one of the probably top five foods I've ever put in my mouth. Wow. Every time. And it's amazing. Every single time. Doesn't matter where you are. It's fire. People go there. I think I'm more impressed that you go to Ruth Chris this often. I mean, not that often, but on, on a, when the opportunity, not regular, semi regular basis, when there is one decently close and no other good restaurants around our hotel. Number two, mac and cheese. Okay. Oven baked mac and cheese with the, with the cheese on top. Okay. Okay. And then number three is, and I, I'm literally doing this off the top of my head. I'm going to go with Aunt Dina's homemade cranberry sauce. Okay. Now I can go I'm only that. going, I'm only going that <clears throat> way. Because I know that she is a prime listener of our pod. That's not the only reason I'm going that way. But I'm also going that way because you already said the jellied cranberry sauce, which generally I would prefer. And Dina always had both there, and I always. I was going to say, if there's both, I would eat both. Yes, but hers is like the the bowl of it with like whole cranberries, like kind of smashed into it, and it is fire. Fire. Absolutely fire. So one more for you. If I had a fourth, go favorite. If I dessert. needed a fill in, okay. Well, this too. is my favorite dessert. Okay, so uh, pumpkin pie, mm. whipped cream on top. Of course, of course. Mm. A dollop. Of what are we sipping cream. on? Uh, this is actually some, some yellow. Tea? This is Yellowstone Limited Edition. Oh, uh, twenty twenty two. Have you yeah. seen episode two? And three, I'm I'm caught up. Baby. Oh, three, three, one and two. Yeah, and one and three two came out last week. That's right. Three came out. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay, you're all caught up. So all are we. We watched up. last night. Yeah. So this is yeah. I had I've had Yellowstone 2021 limited edition, which is also fire. But the 2022 just hit total one last week or the week before. Picked up a bottle of it. Very tasty. Fantastic. Very tasty. So pumpkin pie for you with a dollop. Dollop, a healthy dollop. Healthy dollop. My favorite dessert is going to be pecan pie. It's going to be heated up a little bit so that it's kind of runny on the inside. Okay. And that's it. It stands alone. Is that something that is pecan pie something that people would put a scoop of vanilla ice cream with? You could. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't I'd need say to be that's more of an apple pie thing. Apple pie. Okay. Yeah. Also love apple pie. Aunt Dina used to do a really good apple pie with the girls. They What would they do? They would like hide a, a shape inside of the crust I or something. Think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They would do like a, like a bee or okay. something. Yeah. Like a cookie cutter, uh, yeah. Yeah. crust shape on top. Yeah. Um, outstanding. So that is that is our Thanksgiving must-haves. Let us know what your Thanksgiving three Thanksgiving must-haves and potentially your favorite dessert are on our social media at After the Snap Pod on Twitter at After the Snap Pod on Instagram. We will post a 
a little Turkey Day prompt to let us know what you uh, what y'all think. So, Reed, we are coming off of a bye. The Miami Dolphins are coming off of a bye. I want to get into y'all's game here quickly before we get into our after the snap clutch snap of the week. This is a hilarious story to me because dad flies up to Buffalo. Hold on. He flies up on flies up on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yep. Because every, all the forecasts say the storm should be starting Thursday Thursday afternoon, evening is when it starts to roll in. Didn't want to have any kind of issues getting up there. Correct. So he just went. He was supposed went. to come up on Saturday. Yeah. What was it originally in Buffalo? What was it originally forecasted for snowfall levels? There was uh if you looked at the percentages, okay. like two to three feet was like uh fifty percent. Okay. And three then to four was- three to four was like 35% and then some lower than that was like 5 or 5% or something. Okay. 6 uh I'm sorry, 5 to 6 feet was 1% chance. And that's what you got. We ended up with 80 inches of snow. And for those counting like it for those counting feet? at home, 5 feet is 60, 6 feet is 72. Uh so we were almost six at feet, 7 feet inches. of snow. <laughs> Or six feet, six, eight six inches, feet, eight inches. Holy we were cow. almost, almost at seven feet of snow. So, okay, so dad uh, goes up there. Definitely surpassed the expectations. So, so dad goes it up was there just Wednesday. Pure bonkers. And just, he, he gets there. It starts snowing Thursday. Yep. And is that when they announced we're moving the game to Detroit? Correct. When, so he's already up there. They announced, Hey, we're, <laughs> we're yep. moving it he, to Detroit. Uh, on Wednesday evening, I want to say he came up Tuesday. No, I was with him on Tuesday night. You were with him on Tuesday. Yeah, okay, he came so up Wednesday because we were going to dinner, and he and he missed Wednesday out on dinner evening, in Atlanta. He said, or maybe it was yeah Wednesday evening. He said, "There's rumblings that they might move the game," and I hadn't heard that at all. I hadn't, there was nothing. It was purely a rumor at that point. Is this at Buffalo Rumblings? I have no idea. Terrible. We'll we'll speak on Buffalo Rumblings uh, later in the pod. But Thursday comes around, practice, everything goes fine. We find out that afternoon, shortly after practice was over, that the game has been moved to Detroit uh, for Sunday because so much snow is expected that Friday night and all day Friday, basically. You know how much Uh, it has to snow to, to move a game out of Buffalo? Yes. Like that's what y'all do. Like you, yes. your, your life for yes. half the year is snow and yes. it. Wow. So uh, am I tripping or is it called a, a thunder snow? Is there that is. Yeah. That is, is, that, what that is. And it happened. It did like happen. A snow hurricane. It's like a snow thunderstorm type deal. Not. Yeah. It doesn't, not like a hurricane where it's like super, super windy. It is windy, obviously, like this, but, um, you know, there's, there's snow drifts that happen yeah. that, you know, blows from one side to the other that l- it looks much higher than what actually comes down. It was, uh, just bananas watching it come down. I mean, it did not, it snowed from Thursday evening. It started about eight o'clock and it didn't stop 
until, gosh, I don't even know, Saturday. Saturday morning, I woke up and it was sunny. And then Saturday night, it it snowed a little bit more, maybe four or five inches, I think. And it hasn't snowed since then. But uh, it was, it was just been. I mean, we were we we. Thankfully, Erica uh, reminded me to clear to keep the generator clear um, because a lot of our neighbors had an issue with their backup generators. Uh, By the way, for those people in Buffalo, uh, if you if you are looking for something to invest in. A backup generator is legitimately worth its weight in gold. That thing kicked on like eight times Friday all throughout the day because we were losing power for five minutes here, 20 minutes here, uh, six Crazy. hours over over Friday wow. night into Saturday morning. We had to keep the generator clear so I could vent out the furnace tube sticking out of the back of the house. had to be cleared out because if that is uh, covered – um, set the house on fire. It, it, it'll just it'll just shut the furnace off because it doesn't have anywhere to you know exhaust the fumes. I guess if that's the right terminology. So a lot of people were having heater issues. Oh, uncover your furnace tubes and it get right back. Um, just crazy. Just like it was that much snow. Like that's insane. That, those tubes are a couple feet off the ground, and you're just not. You're just like you know. When would when would it ever snow this much? But so a question, uh, yeah, a question that I was getting from a lot of the people because a lot of people were asking me, "Hey, do you like what's read? You know, how's everything going on in Buffalo? Yeah. Like, how much snow did they get? Let me see pictures." The next question was, "What did the dogs do?" Luna loves the snow. Okay, she she would she spend like, all day in the snow. She just she, jumps in and out of the snow. Does she like going to the bathroom in the snow? Doesn't I mind it. Was the question? Doesn't mind it. But it, wow. I did have to clear a walking path uh, for them to use the restroom. Okay. Um, Good but yeah, she dead. Luna loves it. Buck hates it. He just doesn't tolerate, want to do it. He yeah, he it. he actually didn't go number two until like Friday night. Holy uh, because cow. he just like a yeah, day and a half, like a whole day. He just didn't, and it didn't bother him. He just like chilling inside, like whatever. But I was like, all right, dude, it's time. Like, I know you got, you need to like relieve yourself. So I cleared out, like I, I, I dug down. It took me like twenty minutes. I dug all the way down to the grass, to the grass and I there was like a little, literally like this much grass for him to sniff, and he pooped right there. <laughs> Uh, it's, it, I've did, I did it last year. Like, so I knew it was like foolproof way for, to get him. To That's do it. hilarious. But it, he's so funny. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then traveling, obviously on all day Friday, I was out in on the driveway with dad. We were, you know, clearing my truck off a couple times, uh, snow blowing a couple times, just trying to minimize what we woke up to on Saturday, Saturday morning because I work. knew that yeah. I'd have to be. You know, I'd have to be able to get out and get myself to the facility at some point on Saturday. So just go, I mean, we were, we probably spent a total of four or five hours outside on Friday throughout the day, Holy just cow. shoveling and snow blowing and shoveling and snow blowing and wiping the car off and moving the car up and back and up and back and clearing and clearing this, clearing the front, clearing the garage, clearing the sidewalk so you could walk to the front door or whatever. Clearing the mail, my mailbox, it was two feet under snow. Dude, I'm telling you, it's, cr- it's bananas. 
Don't they some put people the don't they put the things on the fire hydrants? So they put they stakes get, in the ground. Pe- people, yeah, where you, where they plow, uh, so that they to, don't get uh, hit by so the, the plows, plows. Don't hit. Yep, those stakes were completely covered, and it wasn't even close. Oh no, not even close. <laughs> if there wasn't a truck in my driveway, you would have no idea how wide the driveway was. That's insane. You'd have no idea. So you get to say just a crazy yeah. experience. So you get out of town, get out of town, go to Detroit. It was fantastic. Uh, first off, because they Detroit was so welcoming. They did a great job. The bills posted about tickets on Friday and they sold like 50 grand in a 50 grand, 50,000 in a day or 56,000 or something like that. And obviously some of those were Browns fans buying as well. But I mean, it was a great showing for changing the location of the day of the game to, you know, two and a half days prior to kickoff. So very, very cool. Did it feel like mostly Bills fans in the stadium? Definitely. Our home sideline, the visitor side was had to have been 90 plus percent Bills. Okay. Pockets of Browns fans. Uh, the sides were a good mix, probably 60, 40 bills in the their sideline in, huh? in the end, the end zones, mean? their sideline was mostly Browns, but a healthy amount of bills fans as well on their sideline even. So wow. it was definitely bills fans definitely showed out. It was just a crazy experience, but glad, you know, glad we got the win came out pretty much unscathed. I know you being a PA rep, that turf in Detroit is one of the fields uh, the PA and players have brought up uh, having issues yep. with. Um, so certainly something that we – or that I was just thinking about just because, yep. you know, we, we all that stuff had come out after we played at the Jets a few weeks ago. So, yeah, no, that's 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 kind of all I got. We're, we're back there. Uh, you You're know, going we're right back to Detroit. We're, we're recording this on Tuesday. Later. Exactly. We're recording on t- this on Tuesday night and, uh, Wednesday afternoon we'll be jet setting back to Detroit. So, you know, for, 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 uh, primetime Thanksgiving. So be, are, uh, be pretty cool. This will be, uh, we're playing in the early slot this year. Uh, last year we were the late game on Thanksgiving, uh, 2019. Uh, we were the middle game in Dallas. So I will have completed the, trio of thanksgiving kickoffs uh come thursday afternoon our ferguson family is incredibly familiar with the detroit to buffalo buffalo to detroit flight yes as our parents flew from detroit to buffalo yes. you just flew there and back now you're getting ready to go there and back again dad yes. flew from buffalo to detroit to get to be at the game he uh he didn't he drove he drove he drove i thought he, I thought he flew he was going to couldn't get uh, out, but he he they canceled his flight right when he got to the airport, so he got a rental car and drove to Detroit. Had no idea. I thought yes. he flew. Did he yes. just go through Canada? No, he didn't have his passport. Oh man, it's two. It's four hours to go through Canada, six, and it's like six, six and a half, seven hours to go through America. So just all the way uh, around the lake, all man. the way around the lake. It's but uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. So we were on by this past week. Great rest and uh, just time to get away mentally. I I went to Atlanta for a couple of days, and then Abby and I met up in 
Baton Rouge, which was a lot of fun, went to the LSU game. It was frigid and yeah, raining. You oh. had a long sleeve and a jacket on. Dude, I had a Baton Rouge. That's I, I had a know. flannel. I had a yes. flannel with a like a, a Sherpa lined ja- like corduroy jacket. And then like on the sideline, I on top of that, I threw on my Letterman jacket so that my corduroy like wouldn't get wet. It was like the leather, like was oh. keeping it just kind of rainproof. It was frigid. We were wow. so cold. And uh, fortunately, they put us in a suite for the actual game. But like pregame, like I was one of the guest captains, uh, which was incredible. You know, it was an incredible honor. But standing there for an hour on the sideline in pregame, you're like, man, it is. It, it would be really nice to have some of those sideline heaters out here right no now, uh, which I think they had. I, I just don't think they had them on yet because the game wasn't. Uh, being played yet. So, uh, yeah, it was a good time, but uh, we are back at it this Sunday at home versus the Houston Texans at 1 p.m. So, uh, really looking watching. forward to uh, getting back at it, and it is good to be back on the pod. Absolutely. Uh, but with that, let's get to our week 11 after the snap clutch snap of the week. Wesley Schelling, long snapper for the Vanderbilt Commodores. Wesley scored a touchdown yes, he on, a, did. on a muffed punt against the Florida Gators this past week. Who they in, beat. Who they beat. Always fun to beat Florida, even when they're on a down year. It's always a big deal. Congratulations to Wesley. And actually, he's getting ready to join us. Let's pop over to an interview. And joining us now on After the Snap is the man himself, Wesley Schelling. Wesley, first of all, thank you for joining us. And congratulations on being our After the Snap Clutch Snap of the Week for Week 11. Thank you. Round of applause. Round of applause. (laughs) Wesley, thanks for joining us, man. I think this is actually our, our first time having the Clutch Snap of the Week winner on the pod so this is this is a lot of fun for us i hope it is for you as well absolutely um, it's an honor our first uh live award giveaway yes <laughs> that is correct our first live announcement i'll take it i'll take it that's Fantastic. right so wesley what's it like living out every long snapper's dream i know when i was in high school <clears throat> thinking about you know what i wanted to do in my football career it was score a touchdown on a muffed or a, a a fumble or something. What's it like, man? I mean, it's great. I uh, you know when when the play happened and I scored, <laughs> the ref told me, "Hey, you got it, touchdown, Vandy." I was like, "Oh boy!" It took me about ten seconds to process it. I just <laughs> scored a touchdown. But I mean, yeah, just the dream unfolded. It's like. I mean, I've never – that's my first ever career touchdown, by the way. I played – There we go. Line and D-line in high school as well, so never had a chance to score offense on the offensive side. But, uh, yeah, just a great, absolute, like, stellar moment. I've visualized a moment like that. I mean, you guys are snappers. I mean, I think we all visualization, have. <laughs> yeah. Visualization's big just for snapping. Absolutely. You know, I visualize, I've been visualizing that probably six to seven years now. So Love that's that. been absolutely great. Going back and watching when, when, when Blake, I think Blake may have tweeted out the video or sent it to me, one or the other, and I was watching it. I was like, and I saw you come in 
I had to watch it a couple of times. I was like, okay, where does he come in? Where does he, you, you were not the first one on the pile. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, so t- t- tell me how, tell me how it worked out with, cause on the video from the side angle, it, there's not really a good angle you can see where you can see the ball like pop out to you. Yeah. Or, yeah. or at least that I, at least that I've seen on like TV copies. So tell so you got to the pile. Tell me where it went from there. Yeah, so snapped the ball, ran down the field. Nobody was on me, and I'm running down, see him muff it, and uh, you know we run. And if on the TV broadcast you can see it, I actually thought our gunner number 83, Gamarian Carter. I thought he scored the touchdown because I threw my hands up there. Hey, touchdown! You know we just scored. I'm like 10 yards away, and then I see, I believe the Florida player like hits his arm or something, and the ball pops out in between his legs. And then I kept running and I saw that and I was like, oh boy, the ball's loose. And then I just jumped in there and uh, kind of had the perfect angle because I kind of went to the side and jumped in there and nobody had the ball yet because it was stuck in between his legs. And so he didn't have possession of it and nobody else did. And so I go in, had my hands kind of around one of his legs and the ball <laughs> in between both of my hands. Whatever it takes, I, baby. I, I, I held, on amazing. For, held on That's for amazing. dear life. Dear life, and man, I I'm sitting there, and I I couldn't even tell you who was around me. I saw afterwards it was all Vandy guys, but yeah. I mean, oh boy, I held on, and then you know the rest like Vandy's Vandy touchdown, you got the ball, and I got up, uh, had to show show the crowd the ball. Of course, that's, uh, that's a shot. That was, was going to be my next my next question was was I saw that like field level video. And it looked like you, it looked like you were looking at the other sideline, like giving them a little bit of, giving them a little, little bit of, yeah, show me some respect. You know, this, I'm, I get down to the ball too. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, got up, showed, showed everybody the ball. And then, uh, after that, I was like, Oh boy, I gotta go snap the extra. I gotta snap so, the PAT. <laughs> yeah. Then I don't know what this was. I, I vaguely remember doing that. Um, but I was trying to get my boys pumped up. You're subconscious. Uh, our, yeah, our our head coach, Coach Lee, is all about recycling positive energy. So I was like, hey, give it back brother. to the boys. Love that. Last year you were credited with one tackle. Please tell me you remember it. Yes. They they come few and far between for us. So uh anytime anytime we get one on the stat right. sheet, you gotta memorize it. For those who don't know that are listening, uh that's a pretty big deal. Long snapper is usually not first one down the field, especially uh, at the NFL level with blocking responsibilities and stuff like that. What is your mentality? I know you you spoke about your visualization and stuff a few minutes ago. What is your mentality like after you snap to get down the field and be in the vicinity of the returner? Just run as fast as you can, uh, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah, I mean, it's just my my whole entire thing is, you know, hustle takes no talent. So, you know, you're going to use that and just, you know, hustle every single play. You know, my coach talks about when you get down there, shoot your shot. Don't wait for him to make a move. You take the first shot if you're down there. And so that's, that's my mentality. And then, you know, obviously game plan each week, you know, knowing if they're going to put somebody on me or not. And I watch film on those guys, you know, you know, try to mix them up a little bit, but you know, at the end of the day, those guys are very athletic and it's, it's yeah. hard to beat them, but you know, you, you got a pretty good game plan going in. There's a, there's a saying in the NFL that they get paid too. Yeah. I know it's not, you know, the college level, you got a little bit of that now with the NIL stuff, but, oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know, 
from the when you're when you're on a team and you're you know you're hoping you get some calls and you're hoping things go your way all the time and the other team makes some plays and hey they're they're those guys are under are are, are making money too and right. uh, they're going to make some plays so that's oh, that's yeah. funny that you mentioned that. So Wesley, you're from Nashville. Tell us what it's like getting to play for your hometown team as a Nashville native. I mean, it's a dream come true. Uh, you know, I played at Pearl Cone High School just around the corner. Kind of grew up, I mean, born and raised here. Grew up a Vandy fan. Went to basketball games and football games all the time. And uh, grew up a Vandy fan. Kind of went through the recruiting process. And, uh, you know, they're like, I went to their camp, did pretty good. And the special teams coach was like, hey, you know, uh, we're going to offer you a scholarship to come long snap here. You know, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, it's, no, no thought, you know, taken, no thought taken for that one. You, I mean, oh, yeah. did you commit on the spot? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I'd that's, actually, that's fantastic. I remember at the head coach at the time, Coach Mason had uh, given me a call after a high school practice, actually telling me that they were going to offer me. And I was like, you know, I, I commit. I was, you know, I kind of knew. I was going to wanted to go there no matter what. So it was a dream come true. And here we are three years later. <laughs> well, Wes, before we get into, we, we, we like to end our interviews with some short snaps. They're just quick fire questions. Yes or no. Let the audience get to know you a little bit. I wanted to congratulate you first off on a few things that Blake and I uh, are familiar with from our playing days. You are on the Pat Manley award list. For this season, oh. as well as the Phil Steele uh, preseason All SEC list, two fantastic nominations. So, just wanted to congratulate you on that. I think, um, and I'm certainly not tooting our horn here. I think Blake. I think you you obviously won the Patrick Manley Award. Mm-mm. No, you didn't. No, you the, won the Rubio Award. award. The, you won I the won Rubio the, Award. Correct. Yeah, Pat Manley Award. I did not win that. That was the first year they did that. Was my senior year, and I didn't win it. But who did? Was it? Uh, I believe Liam? it was uh, it Shannon. Was, yeah, at Notre, no, Dame. At, at Notre Dame. Yeah, it was a Notre oh, Dame. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. John okay. Shannon. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, okay. And then you, were you on Phil Steele? Yes. I think we were both on Phil yes. Steele maybe a few times. So congratulations to you, Wes. That's uh, that's big time. Um, okay. Thank so you. a few uh, short snaps. Uh, we'll get into. I think uh, I added a few as I was thinking, but we've got uh, seven or eight on here. What are you studying at Vanderbilt? Computer engineering. Fantastic. What has been your favorite away stadium to play in uh, thus far? Man, uh, it's a tie between Alabama and the Swamp. Ooh. I swamp. thought you would say the Swamp Neil. is definitely. No, I, I love the Swamp. Just when you walk in, it's directly up. I mean, I remember walking in, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like, it's sickening to look at the Jumbotron there. Yeah. That's 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 one of my favorites for sure. I remember when I played at at Florida, we played there two years in a row because of the the hurricanes. We we ended up playing at home two years in a row. Anyway, the when we played there in 2018, Joe Burrow threw a pick six to basically seal the game for Florida, and it felt like there were 300,000 people in the stands. It was insanely loud, like. One of the loudest moments in probably top three moments of my whole career. It felt like there were just people just for miles in the, oh, in yeah. the stadium. It was crazy. 
we played them on a homecoming, their homecoming mm-hmm. game last year. And, oh, mm-hmm. boy, I mean, pre – just before the kickoff, you're out there, and it's like, wow, I can't hear anybody on the yeah. sideline. I mean, you're just, like, there. And it's like, wow, this is college football at, right. at, its, at its best. Absolutely. Parlay that question into your least favorite away stadium. Least favorite. I don't really – we're saying SEC – uh, anywhere you played, like where's the, like the, the place you dislike going the most? Like for me, uh, is Auburn just cause one year, we, one year we got the, uh, the locker room's terrible. One year they threw corn dogs at us on the sideline. So not one of my favorite yeah. places. Um, I'd say it was NIU this season, Northern Illinois. Interesting. Uh, cause our away games were Hawaii. Hawaii was a smaller stadium, but it's Hawaii. So that was yeah, pretty be a cool. cool trip. Yeah. But, um, yeah, NIU, just a different kind of – it's in DeKalb, Illinois, and I was, it was just weird. And the, what, what really didn't help it out was the smallest away locker room I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could barely move <laughs> in that locker room. Not ideal. What are a few songs or artists on your pregame playlist? My pregame playlist. Drake is on there. Okay. Uh, Meek Mill. Who else we got? It, it, it's a rotational plan because it's wow. really whoever. The kid, whoever's, the kid from Nashville doesn't have country music on his playlist. It uh, breaks I've, my heart, man. I've uh, one. Uh, I believe it's Crazy Town by uh, Jason Aldean. That's the one I listen to a lot. <laughs> it's also because they play it at our stadium. It's one of the commercials they play. Play it all the time. And I, you just like you get used to listening to it. So. That's the one country song I, I have on there and listen to consistently. What is your favorite uh, place to go get your post-game meal for home games? Home games. I'll you go, have a go-to uh, spot? Yeah, I'll, I'll say Pizza Perfect. It's uh, on campus, kind of lo- local, kind of just nice, greasy-type pizza that I like. and family. I believe it's family-owned and uh, – just very, very good pizza. I'll just go there and eat that pizza, and I'll be like, "Man, that was." It. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. After Saturday, I went there and I was like, "I'm getting myself a couple pieces of pizza to, tonight." <laughs> was it free? Did they treat you? Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't no free. Come oh, on, come on. No, you should have brought him the game ball and said, "Hey, I scored uh, this touchdown. <laughs> Give me my free slice." Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Pepperoni, what are we talking? Pepperoni, meat lovers, what are what are we? Uh pepperoni most of the time, but right. second place would just be overall meat lovers. Classic, classic. I love it. Halftime snack. Halftime, halftime snack. snack. Typically, typically not a halftime snack guy that much. Typically it's just straight Gatorade. But we did have hot chocolate at halftime of this last game and Conveniently, when that touchdown had happened, was right before the half, and so I'm I'm pumped up, and everybody's pumped up going into the locker room, and I got in there, and they had chicken broth, hot chocolate, and of course all of like the fruit snacks and stuff. And I was like, I'm grabbing a hot chocolate today. It's also like 29 degrees. <laughs> oh yikes! This next question, uh, kind of mixed in with the halftime snack, we played. Uh, we had a Sunday night game in Kansas City last last season, and uh, there was a some chatter. We had a rain, long rain delay at halftime, so Michelle Tafoya, who was the sideline reporter, was in our hallway, 
we were talking about a couple of guys were talking about the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that they had for us and that there was too much peanut butter. Said so the ratio is all off. We're, we're too, the peanut butter on the sandwich is too thick. So I need to ask you, what is your ideal? If you are making the sandwich, your ideal peanut butter to jelly ratio. Let, let's hear it. Uh, and by the way, I've, I've heard this question before because I've listened to the podcast enough. Love it. Let's uh, go into the pod. Uh, let's go. Definitely thought about this. I'm going 65% uh, jelly and 35% peanut butter. Stuff. Nice. 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 We had, we had uh, uh, jelly. Yeah. We, so we've been asking this question for over a year now to basic, I think every single one of our guests yes. has come on. Since week, uh, we have week five asked of this last question. season. Yes. Um, nice. and, uh, I, I, we had a strong run. The first half of our guests probably were dominant peanut butter. They were peanut butter at least 50%. And I don't know what happened, but after the season, kind of this whole off season, everything shifted. Uh, we had a couple guys, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, Waddle was on a couple Heavy other guys, jelly guys, he- Javon oh, yeah. Holland. Heavy, like sixty plus jelly, so uh, it's it's fantastic. That's that's funny that you say that. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so it's last that question. Sugar rush, man. That sugar it, rush. It is. It is. You need. You need. There's a. There's anywhere between sixty forty each way. I think you can live with. Oh, Once yeah. you go north of sixty peanut butter, <laughs> you're 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 you gotta like drink some water every mid. Midweight. I think I told. Absolutely. I think I told you this a couple of weeks ago. We had a coach tell me he's eighty twenty peanut butter. No, he said that is psychopath. Might, you territory. might as well not put jelly on the sandwich. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Thank you. That's ridiculous. That's, that's, that should be that. Tell, Clay, tell Caleb to clip that. So okay. So last question, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Your Thanksgiving must-haves. Let's hear your top top two or three Thanksgiving must-haves. I'll go uh, number one, pecan pie for dessert. Uh, right. That's that's number one for sure. Uh, my mom always has that. So it's, I was going to uh, ask been, if is some so, there's a there's a large number of people out there that like store bought over homemade. I, I would that is that, that is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah, yeah. We we go store bought, so I'm okay. uh, I'm always down for that. Uh, next after that. I mean, just a typical. I well, I have to have mac and cheese. I, mean, that's, I can't go without that. It's we're always at our, here. Oh yeah, we, it's always at our pregame meals and or pre night the night before dinner. Uh, so I go with mac and cheese, and then after that, uh, mashed potatoes with uh, gravy. So okay, nice. fair enough. So are you, are you ham or turkey? Ham. Yeah. Nice. Going ham. Yeah. Let's go. Love it. Love it. I think objectively, everybody would tell you that ham is better than turkey. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I don't I know. Think, I was talking to a few people today. Um, if you're talking out like outside of Thanksgiving, if you're talking ham and turkey side by side, solely based on, on experience when eating it, I know turkey's better for you and whatever. Ham is, ham is going to win side by side 10 times out of 10. And oh, I could yeah. be way off on that. Like, Amongst the general public, but I, I feel like that's probably the case with everybody. Would y'all agree with that? 
Oh, 100%. 100%. I'd say maybe not 10 out of 10, but probably I'll set the over under at eight. That's strong. Strong. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Leslie, thank you so much again for joining us today. This has been a ton of fun for us. Congratulations on your, on your touchdown. Congratulations on your after the snap clutch snap of the week award. Thank you. It's an happy, honor. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Good luck against the Tennessee Vols this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, another big thank you to Wesley for joining us today. Super well-spoken young man. I've never met him before. I don't think you have either, but really excited to continue watching his career. Hopefully gets a shot at playing uh, in the National Football League at some point. I believe he's a junior, so uh, yes. maybe another maybe another season uh, in the college ranks and, and be joining us in the NFL. So congratulations again to him. And uh, that's a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. Happy Turkey Day. Go loosen your belts or put on some elastic, elastic waistbands, baby. There you go. It's time to grub. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down. <laughs>